Do you speak a treasure language or know someone who does here in Darwin? I'm still looking for more storytellers for our show in just two weeks. People who can go on stage and share a story in their mother tongue and translate it into English. So far it looks like we'll have stories in Burmese, Ewe, Tetum, Gungwingu, and perhaps from a couple of languages spoken by kids who recently arrived in Australia and who attend Darwin High School. When I get a lead, I call up for a chat, find out about the person, then explain. You would tell a story in your first language, maybe something you remember from childhood, about mythical creatures or about the place your ancestors came from. Can you think of something? I ask. They often jump in and say, yes, of course, many stories. So I ask, well, can you tell them without notes, without reading? They usually say, yes, of course. These stories have been passed down by word of mouth. Only, maybe they're not so sure about doing it on stage. And for the English, they say, it might be good to write it out, or make some notes, to explain it well. At this point, I know I've got a good lead, and I arrange to meet face to face. A few days later, we sit down and trade personal stories. Language comes into it too, the connections, the disconnections. I use the term treasure language, and they often explain, oh, that's because my language is small and precious. We talk about what it might be like to go on stage, use their language in public, with an audience who doesn't understand it. I describe how we prepare the story listeners. We welcome them with an invocation. Someone comes out on stage singing or chanting in another language. This takes people out of themselves a bit, creates a new space, engages imaginations. No one understands the words of the invocation, but they get the intent and realize they're in for a really special evening. Next, the MC, me for now, welcomes everyone and explains, this is a different kind of storytelling. You don't listen in the usual way, listening to understand or take in information, but in a new way listening to appreciate. I refer people to the program notes, which have the main words from the story with their English translations. They could listen out for these words and follow the gestures. Once we gave people the translation first, but they told us they'd prefer to try to work it out for themselves. At this point of the meeting, I might show some video to my prospective storyteller. They see that, yes, it's fine to listen into a language without understanding. So I asked, do you think you could tell the story and do it expressively, like you would if you were telling it to young children to hold their attention? What movements would be good? Facial expressions, maybe some props. Finally, we talk about going on stage. We won't start with, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Tonight, I'm going to tell you a story in the Ewe language of Ghana. Instead, you only speak in your language. Open with a greeting. The audience will respond with the greeting printed in their program. You'll coach them till they get it right. Use gestures to tell them to copy you. Once they can respond properly to your greeting, say it once more, wait for their response, then launch into your story. Give the audience an experience of being with your people, of being your people. Then tell that story with as much expression as you can, and then finish clearly so that the story listeners know you've finished. Well, four days have passed. It's now just ten days till the show. I've met with the Ewe speaker, Christland, and his family, 
They welcomed me to their home and performed the invocation for me, a chant with jamba and bells which carried the message, If we keep our culture, no one can come against us. I've also met the Tetum speaker who said he was too shy to go on stage but would try to find others or possibly do it himself with his daughter. The Burmese speaker just emailed me to say he can't do it but then I remembered there was a Czech speaker and have arranged to have lunch with him tomorrow to discuss. I met 12 students from Darwin High School yesterday but I'm not sure any of them are ready to go on stage. They've got stories but they seem more like snatches of stories not complete pieces of folklore. Do you need to be older to remember? Or maybe the displacement and trauma have meant fewer opportunities for story listening? I don't know. I need to think about this some more. Although the personal stories are a big part of my interactions with storytellers, we don't put these in our shows. Sharing trauma stories has risks for storytellers and for audience members that we can't handle in a theatre. Instead, our storytellers share from the riches of their cultural heritage, just as they do when they share cuisine and costume. You might think that creates a disconnect, stories that deny recent experience maybe, but we connect everything during our question time. After the story and the English translation, the MC comes on stage and invites questions from the story listeners. They ask questions like, who told you the story? Why? Where were you? How do you keep your language going here? And so on. You might be surprised, I tell my prospective storyteller, by the appreciation of the audience and the thoughtfulness of their questions, and how proud you feel to have shared your story and your language. So, that's how I try to describe the Treasure Language Storytelling Shows to storytellers. We have three shows planned for Darwin this year, so please get in touch if you speak a treasure language or know someone who does.